Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Dr. Darren Detweiler. He is all about leadership, and he hopes that you, as a leader, can inspire other people. Darren, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. So let's dive right in. I love it when people use active verbs <laughs> on your LinkedIn profile because it's like lead, educate, inspire, and advocate for food safety. So let's talk about what is, first of all, what is, why, how did you get into the whole food safety world? I didn't mean to. Um, I had been a nuclear engineer on a submarine back in the 80s and early 90s. And um, I had a wife and two kids. And I learned about food safety the worst possible way, literally on my son's deathbed. Wow. Uh, I had never heard of E. coli before. I'd never thought about food safety that much before. And in 1993, at this landmark E. coli outbreak tied to fast food hamburgers uh, took, um, took the world by surprise. And it sickened over, uh, you know, it sickened numerous people, but hundreds of people in the hospital, mostly young children, and four young children died, including my son. And, um, um, you know, you, 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 as a father, you don't think about losing a child. Um, and while I lost a child, I have spent more than half my life um, after, you know, living in the shadow of that event. And I've had to come to really think about the fact um, over the years that I may have lost my son, which is a true fact. But that doesn't mean that my son has to have, you know, figuratively or literally however you want to look at it, lose his father. And, um, you know, back in 1993, some over 25 years ago, the way I looked at the world was different. I tried to help. I tried to solve problems. I tried to be part of the solution. Today, I look at it completely different in terms of that idea of lead and inspire, that idea that there's no one person who can solve this problem. If it was that way, then wouldn't we be able to you know, say that this problem has been solved? But we have literally been dealing with repetitive, as an endless cycle of repetitive failures um, and, and the loss of lives every single year due to something that in most cases could be prevented. So I focus on this idea of Herculean effort. It takes Herculean effort, an enormous amount of work, strength and courage throughout the entire food industry every day, every product, every, you know, every uh, manufacturer, every retailer, every restaurant uh, to, to help prevent a family that might live with a chair forever empty at the family table and to to try to again lead inspire educate and advocate others to understand that true burden of disease behind this effort um, has become the, the work that i do well darren first of all my condolences for your loss and i applaud you for your courage because when the pain is really deep the inspiration is even more inspiring. So first of all, again, my condolences, but, but I, I, as you're speaking about your story, it reminds me of this guest we had. Her, her daughter had a crazy accident where literally she almost died from having a boulder fall on her and she had all these different challenges, but she took that challenge with her daughter and they're ultimately really inspiring individuals now as this tag team duo of inspiration, but like you taking this tragedy of your son passing and, and really helping other people. Now, I can only imagine, we as Americans, we're so fortunate. And imagine all the people in the world, there's close to 
4 billion people that don't even have clean water. So I'm curious, let's first dissect, when you say food safety, let's make this as practical as possible. What are the most basic things we could all do to just be more safe with our food? I think one is uh, understand the idea that, it, you know, when we talk about food safety, they, people think, oh, you ate something that was contaminated, right? You can actually deal with foodborne pathogens such as E. coli, salmonella, listeria. Um, uh, you know, I talk to doctors who say that it's, it's not from eating. It's, it's uh, that is the only way that people get sick. It could be from coming into contact with those who have you know, like an, a healthy adult who may have E. coli, uh, and they don't necessarily feel sick themselves, but they can transmit it to other people because they're not washing their hands. There, there's, there's person-to-person contact, there's waterborne contact, there's animal-borne contact. People that get a foodborne pathogen from a handling, uh, you know, like a petting zoo or uh, an animal farm and don't wash their hands before they eat. Uh, so understanding that it's not just by eating, there are many different ways that one can come into contact with a foodborne pathogen. Also the idea of vulnerable populations. Everyone can become sick with a foodborne illness, but it's the most vulnerable, the very young, the very elderly, those who are pregnant, and those who may have a pre-existing uh, compromised immune system, like because of cancer or, or, or chemotherapy or surgery, um, um, that weakens their immune system. And if we have those people in our family that, you know, we may make choices for ourselves as a healthy adult uh, in terms of what we eat, uh, but we need to take into consideration that some foods may be more riskier for those more vulnerable populations. The more vulnerable are the ones that end up in the hospital, end up needing dialysis, and unfortunately end up in those some 3,000 Americans who die every year due to foodborne illnesses. Uh, so, you know, washing our hands is important, proper cooking, refrigeration, and thinking about uh, how uh, not taking food safety serious can impact others is, is extremely important. Interesting, Darren. So if I were to be invited to your home one day, are you the guy that everyone's like, we got to go wash our hands? I mean, I'm just curious, like, what are some specific things that we can all do day to day? So yes, for sure, wash our hands. Um, the packaging that you buy at stores, I mean, are those dates really that, uh, do you really need to, like, let's say my chicken says it expires in two days. I mean, does it really expire two days, but they're just doing that from a more of a really being careful aspect. That's one part of it. I mean, you can have a, a let's say chicken, like you were saying, that says it expires in three days, but if you left it out on the counter overnight, even though it may have a couple of days until it says it's expired, it wasn't kept refrigerated. It wasn't kept outside of the danger zone where pathogens can, uh, you know, can go rapidly. If you're talking about even a can of soup that may say it's good for another year, but it's bulging because there's uh, botulism or there's, you open it up and it doesn't smell right. So there's, it's more indicators than just, is it, you know, is it, is it within the safe date as printed on the label? And yeah, you know, the scenario you brought up about washing your hands, I literally have a relative who, when I'm at her house, she'll be in the kitchen and I'll be in the living room and she'll be like, Darren, I washed my hands, you know, uh, kind of- Is that thing. her accent? <laughs> it is, it, it's a Boston accent. Um, and and I, lo I love it, I love her, you know, I get it. Um, but it, you know, a lot of people don't wash their hands. And when you see videos and of, you know, moms and dads cooking in the kitchen with their kids and you don't think about are you what you don't see is this idea of first step is washing our hands um 
I think those, these are messages that get passed down to our children, um, and and you know they become the the young adult who may be going out to uh, restaurants with their friends, or they may be working at a, a grocery store, or they may start cooking for themselves in their first apartment. And if it's not really kind of ingrained in their their notion of the first thing you do before cooking food is wash your hands, um, that becomes part of the problem. But I do think that our experience over the last year. With, with the pandemic has really shown a new focus on people understanding the importance of, of washing your hands. Um, and and um, we need to continue that idea that there are things we can do uh, in, our, in our personal lives and our homes that can help um, increase food safety. Yeah, no, especially just your awareness. So I would like to end on a, a positive note because again, a lot of these pathogen things are scary. You mentioned that you lead, educate, advocate, but also inspire. What's one inspiring thought that you can share with us that you know as an insider in this whole world that is inspiring? I think what's inspiring is the idea that um, I came into um, uh, to, to know this this family of a, a child who had uh, become ill with foodborne illness and he survived, thank God. Uh, but a couple of years after I had initially met them, the, the mother had handed me a drawing he drew of a, a superhero in flight, uh, you know, coloring with crayons, uh, cape, all that kind of stuff, and said that I wish that someone could have done something or said something, they would have been my hero. The, the message that I try to share is that in this world of DC and Marvel movies, there are people, there are families, there are kids out there that think that the people who take those Herculean efforts, those steps to make sure that we prevent failures in food safety, they think of them as heroes, just as we see um, those on the big screen. That's how important people's work are. And, and, and that's how one of the ways I want to make sure that, that everyone who plays a significant role as a stakeholder in food safety understands that the world sees them as real life superheroes. That's a perfect way to end our show, Darren. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show today. How can our guests connect with you, stay in touch with you, and learn more from you? I'm at HerculeanEffort.net. I, um, uh, Darren Detweiler on Twitter. I also have a TED, a TED Talk, um, a TEDx Talk uh, that came out uh, late last year uh, where I talk about inspiring the inner Hercules. Darren, thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.